Hi friend, it is so good to share this space with you today. I hope wherever you are and whatever you are going through, you find some quiet to nourish your soul while listening to today's episode. It has been so much fun writing with the Holy Spirit again. Something so refreshing about God is not only how whimsical and creative he is, but he is actually so funny. This last week, he has reminded me of his humor in the silliest of ways that have allowed me to reflect on hard and beautiful seasons I've walked through not too long ago. Now, I am not currently in any seasons of waiting or specific trials, but rather I find myself in a season of contentment and refinement. I know trials will come my way, tragedies will strike, trauma will ensue, grief is inevitable, waiting is my long-lost friend that I haven't been in touch with as of late, but I know I'll hear from her soon. The thing is, God created seasons for a reason. We are not meant to live a linear life. Listen, I grew up in Florida where we pretty much had one season until it was hurricane season. Then it was more of that one season on steroids. Then I moved to Southern California and that was my home for eight years. Dry and hot with a week or two of rain. When we lived in Uganda, we were adapting to two different seasons, dry and rainy. Now we live in Tennessee and I am currently looking out my window at my neighbor's tree and there are leaves cascading with the wind and patches changing colors. We are entering a new season and what a gift that is. We can appreciate fall because of the heat and humidity of summer and we can appreciate summer because of the blooms and blossoms that spring gifted us and we can appreciate spring because we are now experiencing new life after everything died and froze over with the winter. Seasons are such a gift. Growth is such a gift. And trust this girl who's lived in linear environments. As much as I crave stability and I don't like a lot of change, there is a richness to the inevitable involvement that feels like a warm hug from God. My husband, JP, is one of the most unique people I've ever met. The thing is, more oftentimes than not, things tend to go his way. Most of the time, this is amazing and I reap the benefits, But there have been times I selfishly and bitterly have been so annoyed, but it's in the everyday moments that I found my husband having some special ability to will his hopes to life. For example, one time he left his iPad on an airplane on our way to Iceland. He had about five minutes to find it and I insisted there was just no hope. Well, guess who got his iPad back? When we lived in Uganda, JP insisted on drinking water out of this ridiculously huge Yeti water bottle. It was bigger than his head. And he lost it one day while running errands. And like the magical fairy he is, it found its way back to him again. Even while I've been writing this, he sent me a picture of our daughter's shoe we lost at the park the other day. He magically found it while walking Dino just now. One would say that luck follows him wherever he goes. But to be honest, I am learning that it's more than that. I can't stop finding lottery tickets around my house, in my car, and in my husband's wallet. He doesn't have a problem. At least I don't think so. But to me, these tickets are a symbol of trust and abundant belief. My husband believes that if it is possible, then it is possible for him. How beautiful is that? He is one of the most abundant personalities I have ever met. To be honest, it causes tension in our relationship at times because I am the opposite. Just call me little Miss Scarcity Mindset. I grew up in a home where there were a lot of fights about money and money always defined worth and success. JP grew up in a home where money was never really talked about, but money wasn't really a problem he faced. For him, money comes and goes, and for me, I have to fight against the lie that money will just dry up and never show up again. 
Or cars, for example. We drove cars until they died when I was growing up. But JP has had so many cars come and go, selling and buying them for whatever serves purpose in his current stage of life. I get a bit stuck in my ways, but JP is ready for the flow, always. If I take a step backwards and look at this full picture, God is so gracious to bring us together. We truly do balance each other out so well. We have grown and have a lot of growth ahead of us, but man, I've had to learn to enjoy spending money just as much as I have learned to enjoy making it. I have had to learn that I can give abundantly because it is God's money and not mine. I've learned that there will be seasons of earning, saving, spending, and giving, and they're also very important. I have learned that a car is just a car and there will be more along the way. JP has taught me about the flow of life, the surrender of life, the surrender to his goodness. Now, when it comes to my first experience with abundant belief, I remember the moment that I realized that God's love is vast and unlimited, that he is for me and not against me in every season. I was 23 years old and immersed in learning as much as I could about how to be a faithful follower of Jesus. I was recently divorced and finding my own way again. I kept reading all about how forgiveness is a gift from God. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. I was sitting in my room and thinking of all the grievances I held against people in my life. How I was holding anger in my heart towards a few humans and how I just could not let these frustrations go. I felt so hurt, betrayed, and abandoned. I allowed these feelings and situations to define me for too long. And you know when you are angry how it just consumes you? How when you are betrayed it's all you can think about? How when someone walks away you believe that will be the case for every single person who walks into your life ever again? These feelings are so uncomfortable. They literally change your physical makeup. Your cortisol levels are raised, heartbeat races, stomach turns, muscles tense, jaw tightens, hair falls out, skin reacts, you lose sleep, so much more. I truly believe that understanding and receiving the gift of forgiveness is to protect our own mind, body, and soul more than anything else because truly, How are we supposed to live the full, beautiful lives we've been gifted if we are walking around with so much negativity inside of us? That night, I was pondering on the depth of God's forgiveness. I decided to write an email to my ex-husband. This was maybe a year or so post-divorce and us living our own separate new lives. But these negative feelings I was holding onto were only holding me back. I prayed that God would show me just how miraculous his gift of forgiveness could be. I wondered how far forgiveness could truly go. Do you just forgive one thing at a time? Do you need someone's response for the rewards of forgiveness to be activated? Is there going to be some loud sound or earth-shaking event? Truly, what happens when you forgive and are forgiven? I wrote a rather lengthy email that night, not even with the intention to send it, but really to get it all out there. I started off by asking for forgiveness for how I treated him. Then I asked that he forgive himself as well for walking in his truth with pursuing a divorce. I know that wasn't easy. And lastly, I shared that I forgive him. I don't hold anything against him and ultimately thanked him for doing the scary thing and disrupting our lives in this way. 
It needed to happen, and I don't think I would have ever done it out of pride. There was more to the email, but those three things were the most healing to write out. I hope one day you can forgive me. I forgive you. I hope you can forgive yourself. I read it over with tears running down my face and a big smile stretched ear to ear. It was one of those smiles that occurs when you finally reach the top of a mountain after the most intense climb. You know when you're almost there and you see the peak in sight, but you start convincing yourself that it's not really that important to stand on the top because you're pretty much already there. But then once you get there, you're wondering what you were ever thinking and duh, the top is the most magical place to be. That is what I was feeling. I just jumped a hurdle that I was planning to avoid my whole life because I wondered and really didn't believe that this gift of forgiveness was for me. As much as I extended my own forgiveness to my ex-husband and asked for forgiveness for the two of us, I felt this healing experience between me and God and that it was not over. Despite the high I felt on top of that mountain, I felt God's one-of-a-kind nudges and shifts in my spirits that said, now it's your turn. It's time to forgive yourself because you are forgiven. I didn't realize that I was holding so much guilt for having a failed marriage. Deep down, some things I believed was that I am now tarnished and unworthy of ever being a wife again, even though this desire still runs deep in my bones. As cleansing and healing as it was to get those three elements of forgiveness from my ex-husband out there, God didn't abandon me. This fourth element was just as important as the other three. I questioned the depths of forgiveness before I began this exercise that night, and here was God saying, this is how far I will go. I will not lead you to leave you. Sometimes I have these visual experiences with Jesus. They're quite cinematic, and I don't know how to really describe them, but if anyone else can relate, please do reach out because I would love to put words to them and relate to someone else. In this specific moment, my eyes were closed and I was now weeping like a child at my keyboard once the tables turned on myself. I saw this peaceful glow around my ex-husband standing in front of me. There was love, understanding, and acceptance. He smiled so tender, his eyes gleaming with gratitude and assurance, and turned around and walked away. As he walked away, I felt this presence at my back. It wasn't dark or scary or anything like that. It was comforting, unconditional, and honest. I knew once I turned around that I would have to face something hard and beautiful. But I felt that this presence would be with me the entire way. I remember this feeling of stalling. Like maybe I didn't have to turn around really. Maybe there was another way through this experience. Maybe there was a shortcut I could find. But everything in me knew I had to turn and face it. And no one could turn me around but me. I took a deep breath and turned around, and that's when it hit me, what I had to face and work through. Yes, I just climbed a gigantic mountain, and now it was time for a steep descent. I don't know about you, but personally, I could climb mountains all day, every day. The ascent feels productive and like a challenge I want to figure out. The descent, however, it is humbling. I tend to stumble, slip, lose my grip. This is where I get some injuries along the way. It's just not as fun as the ascent for me. And maybe it's just me and my personality, but this moment with God felt like a descent. Sure, I faced a big challenge in forgiving someone who hurt me, but it was time to do some truly humbling work. It was time to forgive myself. I knew this wouldn't happen overnight. My experience towards forgiveness with my ex-husband had been years in the making until I finally reached a point where I wondered if I could actually forgive in a well-rounded way. 
but I had never come face to face with myself and the anger I held onto towards my own actions and failures. That presence that was waiting for me when I turned around in my vision, that was Jesus, my best friend, my healer. He simply held out his hand for mine. As I reached mine out to his, I felt the wall of shame, guilt, and pride shatter. I cried uncontrollably like a baby and felt so little and broken, yet so cared for and seen. All these shattered pieces laid around me and they were sharp to the touch and didn't fit together anymore. And it was time I figured out how to safely stand up and move forward. But I didn't have to do it alone. I didn't have to learn to love again by myself. God was with me as I learned to love myself, and he was with me when I picked up the tools to learn to receive love from others. And the moment that I met JP and tried to figure out why my heart felt differently towards him, God was with me as I cautiously learned to give my love away again. You see, God's love is never ending and it's everlasting. When you believe something is finally for you, he will spoil you with it. JP has these fun, whimsical encounters where everything goes his way because he believes they can and they will. Now, do they all the time? No. But this abundant belief towards the hopes and desires of his heart, no matter how big or small, is grandiose on its own. When I started believing in forgiveness, God was like, wait, really? You really want to see what I can do? Well, okay. Stand back and hold my hand because it's going to be a wild, beautiful ride. The view at the top is amazing and the adventure down is hard, but guess what? I'll be with you the whole way. I'll help you. I love helping you. Do you know how much I love helping you? I want you to be whole. I want you to truly and deeply feel the love I have for you. I want you to learn to love you because I love you so much. This is going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. Are you ready? Want to know something so cool? Our youngest daughter is five and a half now, and ever since she could walk, she finds a treasure wherever she goes. Most of the time, it's a toy someone leaves behind, but sometimes it's the smallest bit of confetti on the ground that reflects light, and she somehow sees it, even though it's so far away, and she knows it's for her. Mommy, guess what I found? Is a normal everyday phrase in our outings because she truly will find something unique, because she is looking, because she believes And every time I say, of course you did, you always find treasures. God loves giving you treasures. She's abundantly blessed in ways that bring her joy because she is looking and seeking and she believes. I truly believe there's so much God is wanting to show us, but we don't allow ourselves to actually go there. We don't open our eyes and lift up our heads to see what God has prepared for us. So many of us are holding our breath, waiting for the next hard season and not fully embracing the season we are in now. Well, guess what? Seasons are coming no matter what. And the one you were just in prepared you for this one and the next. How are you going to spend your precious time in this current season? How are you going to open up your heart to believe that God's goodness is for you? I always love that verse in Romans. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Guess what? Most of the time, we are the ones working against ourselves. So let's do something together because listen, I have and will always have some work to do and what a gift that is. Growth is so beautiful. Growth is life. So friend, will you join me in getting out of your own way? I know I need to get out of my own way. This podcast is an example of me getting out of my own way. This is hard. This is hard and I'm growing and stretching in ways I didn't even think was possible, but it's for God and he's already shown me 
the blessings he had in store through saying yes to this podcast. Will you believe the best for yourself? Will you lay down the barriers in your heart that are stopping you from fully receiving and experiencing love? Will you not only ask God to show up, but will you actively look for him? And when he doesn't show up in your time how you want, will you continue to look for him and not give up no matter how weary you are? He is with you up the mountain. He is with you down the mountain. He is planting treasures for you every step of the way in every season. Believe and you will only experience more. I hope this speaks to one person today. Will you do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review the Forevermore podcast on Apple Podcasts? It's been so fun to read these reviews. I see them as notes and love letters and this connection and this new space means the world to me. I always want to know how God is speaking to you through these words he's spoken through me. And my hope and goal is for you to feel less alone in those dark moments that the enemy wants to isolate you. And I want you to be reminded of his love for you because it is forevermore.